Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yo, yo, it's time to talk that sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Tackle this beat, don't ever count us out, cause we always kicking out. We go off with people and put the smack down on the street. New desperados in town, we going all elite. Mess around, got a triple double on them. Something like OG slam ducking on them. We got what you want, we got what you need. We bringing in heat. You wanna talk this and that, but we want that Hall of Fame chat. You always see us swinging for the fences. So watch out ladies and gents Cause we in the last strategy section And you know we gonna keep you guessing Tag teaming on these haters Sending up blessings We gonna keep praying for you Cause you know that old saying Don't hate the player, hate the game See that's the thing that separates us We're on that road to greatness And there ain't no stopping us We them go-getters and we gonna go get it Shutting it down like a no-hitter With three balls and two strikes Two away We throwing that splitter You never seen it coming Something like an arcade Whoa We gonna keep the crowd jumping And if you ain't down with that We got four words for you Cause it's Sports Talk With Cooper and Big Man Once again, everybody, to Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. Sorry for the weird introduction there, but this is Big Man. And joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, what's going on, my brother? Not much, brother. How you doing? I don't know. I just made a weirdly weird introduction to this segment, so... Well, we're used to weird with you, brother. It's okay. true. Anyways, I gotta keep it weird. I mean, maybe that's how I'm getting my international fans for us. <laughs> I don't know, brother. I don't know. Maybe they're like, this dude is weird. We like it. All right. Well, we got a great weekend of football to recap. So are you ready to dive in to some bum, 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 football bum, bum. time? Bum, bum. Anyways. Sure. All right. Let's start 
with the NCAA Division One. Let's do it. Top twenty-five scores from the weekend. We had number one Alabama routing Arkansas fifty-two to three. Ah oh, man, I, I thought this would this game would be a little bit closer. I mean, Arkansas is not that bad of a team, I don't think. So to see him get routed like that is like. Oh. So we're either saying Arkansas isn't that bad, or Alabama is just that damn good. Well, they are number one, but for a reason. But, but it's they're recruiting. They have like <laughs> how many five star freaking backups and <laughs> right. all that other craziness. It's like it's yeah. not even fair, dude. It is not. All right, man. Let's move on to the next game. In an unfortunate series of events here in Gainesville, LSU Tigers, or Tigers, and up ended number six, Florida, 37-34. Holy cow, man. And uh, Big Man wants to blame this on me because while we were watching the game, I told Big Man, I was like, you gotta say it, you gotta say it, because he's, cause it's just so funny when he says it. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. So, you know... He's blaming me for the loss, so I guess Man. that one's on me. I apologize, everybody, you know. Out there in Gatorland. There you go. All right, number nine, Georgia rolled number 25, Missouri, in Missouri. This game was at one point tied at 14, but Georgia ran off 35 unanswered points. See, that's the thing about Georgia. You just, you never know with them, dude, and they are freaking stout. So, it, I mean... It is what it is with them. You know what I'm saying? Our favorite new catchphrase, it is what it is. what it is. Number 17, North Carolina traveled down to Miami to take on the Hurricanes, upending the number 10 team in the nation, 62-26. This is the same North Carolina team that lost to Florida State when they were ranked 5th in the nation. Yeah. What the hell in Miami? This is like, what the hell is going on? Like, uh, somebody wasn't playing defense. Like, Flat out. You I'm think? sorry. Can <laughs> Like, where'd your defense go, guys? Right. Like, did they just decide not to come? Guess not. Like, are, are they there, but they don't want to play? Like, and you're at up? home. I understand you don't really have the fans that you're used to. Yeah. But you're at home. Yeah, you don't got to... It's not like you got to travel and, and lose sleep and all sorts of craziness doing what you got to do to get where you're going. You're at home. Exactly. What's your excuse? We really want to know. Right. All right. Number 13, Coastal Carolina traveled down to Troy and ended up beating Troy in a very close game, 42-38. Dude. Ooh. I'm pretty sure that has now completely ended Coastal Carolina's hopes at a playoff appearance. I just think that's crap. They're still undefeated. Yeah, but their strength of schedule now really took a hit when you barely beat Troy. All right, next up we had Illinois, the Illini, traveling to Northwestern, taking on number 14 uh, Wildcats, losing 14-28 to to those Northwestern Wildcats, who now will play Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game this Saturday. Well, there you go, brother. There you go. Mm-hmm. Go Wildcats. Screw Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, we can't really <clears throat> Yep. Go Wildcats. Go Cats. And the battle for Los Angeles, number 15, SC took on UCLA in Pasadena, California. SC winning once again in a shootout, 43-38. to 38. What's up, Cali peoples? We love you, man. And 
I mean, dude, what's going on with these football teams lately? Everything. Everything from NCAA to NBA to NFL. These teams are popping, guys. Don't forget MLB, World Series yeah, champs, go, Los MLB. Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. Um, SC will be taking on the Oregon Ducks this Friday in the Pac-12 championship game at SoFi Stadium. Any predictions for that one? We're going to lose. <laughs> Wow. No faith. I'm sorry. I saw my team lose to the two worst teams in the conference. Still. Back-to-back weeks. Still no faith. No. Are you going to watch? Yeah. And I will be yelling completely at the team. Wait. When is it? Saturday? Friday. Friday? Yeah. Ooh. So I guess I'm going to have to buy some uh, earmuffs for the children, huh? Probably. <laughs> Anyways, let's Anyways, go. Wisconsin went up to Iowa to take on the Hawkeyes, losing 28-7. to This game was actually kind of close for a while, but uh, the Hawkeyes ended up pulling away late in that game. And that's usually how it works, man. Either you, your defense is stout or it gets tired, and mm-hmm. I, I, I think they got tired here. Number 18, BYU hosted San Diego State, and with a bounce-back victory, 28-14. to uh, unranked Utah traveled to Boulder, Colorado to take on number 21, Colorado Buffaloes, beating the Buffaloes 38-21. to Number 22, Oklahoma State uh, traveled to uh, Baylor and took on the Bears, winning 42-3. to Man, they roll them, bro. Yeah, surprisingly someone actually played defense in the Big 12. That's shocking. <laughs> right? Either that or Baylor's offense is just that terrible. We'll never know for sure. All right, man, let's switch gears and talk about some exciting notes that we have on a college football weekend. Let's do this, brother. Sarah Fuller continues to make history. She became the first woman for a Power 5 conference team to score in a game. Fuller connected on both of her extra point attempts for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt did have another kicker, Pearson Cook, attempt two field goals. He made from 39 and missed the other attempt. My thought, though, was was the 39 field goal attempt really that far out of her range for her to attempt? It just seems a bit odd to me, honestly. Especially since she's a soccer player. I mean, there's no reason why she couldn't have done that. I think that was, uh, they were trying to go with maybe more the experience factor of the situation. And I don't think it played in their in their favor. Yeah. I, I really just found that kind of just odd to, my, to me, honestly. It's just like, 39... I mean, and plus she's a goalkeeper, uh, so she's used that, to kicking it far. It's like, what are you guys doing? You're giving this girl a chance. You're like, oh, she can kick one extra point. It's like, let the girl go out there and, and show off, dude. Yeah. I mean, what else you got to lose this season? Pretty much nothing right now, because you basically haven't done crap. So let there the girl, go. let the girl kick. Let her play, guys. Let her play. All right. Uh, anyway, so, I mean, not to take away from the moment, she did become the first female to win, score in a Power 5 conference game, which is awesome in itself. But it's just, to me, it's just like, come on. Let's let her kick the whole time. Yeah. Big I mean, man's like, give her the reins. Come on, guys. Let her do this. I mean, if, if you're worried about it being 50, I can see. But 39 is still relatively close if you're a really good kicker. So, yeah. Anyways. Next up, we are going to talk about them Gators again. From number six, Florida had their playoff hopes decimated with a 37-34 loss to LSU. 
Trask did not have a good game and may officially have ended his own Heisman hopes with that loss and poor performance. Florida will look to try and knock off Alabama next week in the SEC championship game, but that appears to be a very daunting task at this point. Your thoughts on the Gators as they prepare for Alabama next Saturday? Um, yeah, man. Uh, Trask, dude, I, I don't know, man. You think that that game solidifies the fact that he won't get the Heisman? I mean, I think if he plays good next game, I think he still has a chance. I mean, he he will definitely need to show out against Bama. Yeah, because that was that game against LSU was horrible. So we'll see what happens. I mean, one of the one of the picks was a freak. We watched that, and it it goes off his receiver's hands, off another defender's helmet, and the guy who's laying out of bounds, halfway out of bounds and inbounds, manages to sit sit up on his knees, catch it, and then fall back down. That, I'm like, what the yeah. hell was that? It was That's weird. It's like some Madden. <laughs> Mad screwery since yeah. I ain't gonna Ma- say rim. what I wanna say. <laughs> some effery. <laughs> yes, some man effery. There we go. I'm gonna need my double seeing eyeglasses for the amount of bullshit I just witnessed. <laughs> much, yeah. Remember when I did that one on TikTok? Yeah, that yeah. was great. Anyway, so we're gonna move on. Uh so far there have been three head coach firings as the college football season winds down. Uh, Coach Kevin Sumlin of Arizona was relieved of duties following an embarrassing 70-7 beatdown from Arizona State. Illinois released Levy Smith after a 2-5 season, coming off a 2019 campaign that left the team with some higher expectations. And Auburn has relieved head coach Gus Malzahn of his duties as well. What looked to be a promising young team with promising team with a young QB in Bo Nix, the Tigers have failed to live up to expectations. More are sure to follow. Experts are believing that Michigan will possibly fire Jim Harbaugh. Uh, to me, unless you know for a fact that you can land someone like Urban Meyer, basically the man himself, uh, who could you be? Who could you possibly um, get that would be better than what you currently have? If you're Michigan, is what I'm what I was going on with that one. It was a down year for a lot of the top programs, Penn State being one of them as well. If we can get back to some normalcy, I expect those programs to come back better next year. Cooper, your thoughts on the coaching carousel that's already starting to take off? I mean, definitely, brother. I mean, this COVID stuff has really... It's shaking the whole league up. It's shaking the whole world up. I mean, but with sports, especially football, because mm-hmm. you and I both talked about this before the beginning of the seasons with both college and NFL, like... Are they going to be able to do this? Because, I mean, it's yeah. so, you know, contact-related that, you know, everybody's saying stay six feet away, stay six feet away. There's no staying six feet away with that. No, like we said, so, we, we saw it working out decently in baseball because it's easier to stay far enough apart because your defense on baseball diamond is very spread out. Yeah, now, now do I think maybe they need to take more precaution as far as wearing shield like face shields i mean you got mm-hmm. face masks you can wear on a helmet yeah. i mean and and there's there's certain precautions that sometimes i think they can try and make better but as far as the coaching and things like that goes mm-hmm. you got to kind of give a little leeway with them i don't i don't think it's totally their fault because there's no way you can get prepared for you know this is the first time this has ever happened, so yeah. 
you can't really say, well, all this is all your fault because we we see the way way the scores are and the way you know everybody's set up in the conferences and usually your top your top teams are losing. Yeah. So it's like you really can't. I mean, unless you've had several losing seasons and then all of a sudden you're just like, I'm done with this shit. We're done. We're yeah. we're scratching it. You're you're gone. I mean, which is the, the case Ari- with Arizona. The, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Arizona Arizona State game yeah i could see that because that's your rivalry right there and yeah uh, your biggest rivalry you don't your in-state yeah, biggest rivalry you don't ever lose like that no so not your rivalry. i understand that yeah but as far as harborough goes give him another chance yeah i mean I, the only way i honestly really see michigan letting harbaugh go is if he's going to the nfl yeah otherwise i really don't see firing him there you go all right, man. Next up, we're going to talk about number 17, North Carolina's running backs going off on Miami's defense to the tune of 544 combined yards. Michael Carter and Javante Williams both went over 200 yards as Carter had 308 yards and two touchdowns and Williams had 236 yards and three touchdowns. This, of course, completely eliminated Miami's chances of making the college playoff, though it was already going to be a difficult uh, task for them after not making it into the ACC championship game which is going to be this Saturday featuring Notre Dame and Clemson. Your thoughts on that vaunted North Carolina running game on Miami, well, man. Well, the kid didn't have a draft stock before Either one that of them. game. Either one of them. Yeah, if they didn't have any draft stock before that game, they got some now. So I'm just wondering, um, how, do you, how do you give up two running backs over 200 yards? Not just one. Two. Two. Yeah. I mean. Crazy. Like, what did you guys go out and party the night before? Did you decide, hey. Did you just assume you were going to win the game? Uh huh. And played like shit. So. Yeah, I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, oh, I don't know. I'm just like, what? Like, how do you do that? And not only that, but then you got to look at the running backs coach. I mean, the defensive coordinator and go, what is wrong with you? Like, right. Like, it's like what the yeah. What, like they what? pretty much just stepped out of the way for him and let him go. It seemed like it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, if you have two running backs who run for over two hundred yards, that's that's Madden right there. That's I'm tell, I was about to say you you must have been playing NCAA football or Madden. And, that's not a real game. Yeah, no, NCAA, that was a real game. You're like NCAA. I can what? see it more as far as like. Ah, I just, I, I don't... Crazy. I still don't get it, because it's like... I mean, I can... If you gave it up to one guy, that's bad enough. If you gave up all that yardage. But to two? Yeah, I just... To it, the tune of 300 and two? It doesn't, two, it doesn't oh sit well. I don't It understand. doesn't sound right. It just sounds wrong. It's like, did they have a bet on this game? And, like, both coaches said, all right. Like, what is this? I mean, if you're North Carolina, I mean, I'm surprised you even bothered throwing the football. We're in the damn twilight zone this year, dude. I, I don't understand what's going on. Reminds me of when Georgia Tech ran for all over the <laughs> Cumberland College. Yeah, I mean, but that, that's <laughs> like, to be honest, they're not like anybody good either. So yeah. when you see that and you're like, okay, well, Miami is, you know, Miami. Miami. Yeah. 
So, like, what the hell? Yeah, it's one of the top programs ever. <laughs> it's ex- not only that, but they're actually do- they're playing good this year. Yeah, they were. So, like, what were you guys doing? <laughs> Obviously not their research on so, the running backs of North Carolina. Anyways, we're going to finish up the college notes here. Uh, we have, once again, number one, Alabama proved that they belong, or that they are the top team in the nation, as they easily handled Arkansas 52-3. to uh, Devontae Smith did not have his typical great game as a receiver, but showed off some punt return skills as he took back a punt untouched, 84 yards for a touchdown. Personally, I'm looking forward to the combine and seeing what this kid's 40 time will be. I mean, seriously, this kid is fast. Um, as for Alabama itself, they continue to be reloaded every year. Just when it seems that it would be time for a down year, they prove that to not be the case. A down year for them just seems to be not winning or playing for the national title. I mean, what is it with everybody wanting to play for Alabama? Nick Saban, Nick Saban I, I mean, is I, like... If you're good enough to start at Alabama, you're almost guaranteed a spot on an NFL roster. Pretty much, dude. That's that's, that's what it seems. Exactly how it is. And Nick Saban is like the Yoda of... Recruiting. Recruiting. Because I, I, I don't get it, man. I'm like, how do you get that many talented people yeah. on one roster without doing a little something? Extra. He, nothing's been proven, so... And you haven't heard a peep out of anybody. So, unless right. you can prove it, right, you right. can't say nothing. Mom's the it one. Seem, it, seems, it seems like it should be, but no one's ever came out against him. There's never been a suspicion, as far as I've seen. So, I mean, honestly... I'm not saying I call the dude out like that, but I'm just saying it's just kind of odd. It is. It's very odd. I mean, like I said, the literally it seems like a down year for them is really honestly either they didn't win the national title game or they're just not in the national title yeah, game. Pretty much. Otherwise, it's basically national title or bust for them every year. And it's strange because you wouldn't think it would be um, that way. All right, man, we're going to get ready to switch gears to NFL. Let's do it. All right, so here we go. We got Patriots travel to Los Angeles to take on the Rams, losing 24-3. Kansas City traveled down to Miami to take on them Dolphins, barely winning 33-27. The Houston Texans Texans, Texans travel to Chicago, Chicago, Chicago to take on the Bears. And lost 36-7. It must have been cold. It probably was. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington football team traveled out to San Francisco. Well, actually, I'm sorry. It's still, I believe they're in Phoenix, Arizona, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they probably are. And uh, beat the Niners 23-15. to The New York Jets traveled clear across the country to take on the Seattle Seahawks. And couldn't muster even a touchdown, losing 40-3. to what is Yikes. up with them Jets, man? They just um, gave up? Yeah, basically. Uh, Tennessee Titans bounce back after uh, getting a beatdown from Cleveland, winning 31-10 to over the Jaguars, and we had the return of King Henry as he ran for over 200 yards. I would say the Jaguars and the Jets are going for the number one pick at some point. I think they kind of are, though. Supposedly, the Jaguars are now starting Gardner Minshew back, so I don't know. Maybe they'll screw around and win a game. 
Speaking of teams trying to tank and failing miserably at doing so, though, the Dallas Cowboys traveled up to Cincinnati smoking the Bengals 30-7. to That's a shocker. I know, right? Well, Bengals don't have their quarterback, so. Then there's that, The Indianapolis Colts traveled to Vegas to take on them gambling Raiders and won uh, handedly, sorry, 44-27. The New Orleans Saints traveled to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles and new quarterback Jalen Hurts. The Eagles surprising the Saints 24-21. What? Yeah, I know, right? Weird. Atlanta traveled to Los Angeles this past weekend, taking on the Chargers, losing 20-17. to I mean, both teams couldn't really do any worse than they've had recently, so somebody had to hold on to a lead for once and win the game. <laughs> Yay, Chargers. Only because we like Herbert. Go, Chargers, go. <laughs> Sorry, my terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Anyways, <clears throat> the Green Bay Packers traveled to Detroit to take on the Lions, winning 31-24. The actual team in Phoenix, Arizona, traveled to New York to take on the Giants. Cardinals winning 26-7. Minnesota Vikings traveled down to Tampa Bay, losing 26-14, killing me softly with that loss. (laughs) The Denver Broncos traveled to Carolina and beat the Panthers 32-27. Your Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday Night Football traveled up to Buffalo to take on the Bills, and the Bills once again circled the wagons. Winning 26-15. Yeah, we won't talk about that. (laughs) Anyways. And probably the most exciting game of the night and costing lots of people money. The Baltimore Ravens traveled to Cleveland winning 47-42. And the reason why I said that, the game spread was three three points. And a last second safety for some reason (laughs) put the Ravens up over the three. (laughs) Three points, so <laughs> it's one the betting <laughs> market. Why I don't bet, and you should never bet, especially during this year. This, this is year. why I haven't bet this year at all this because this season is like, no, just good because you don't know what's gonna happen. All right, man, let's go ahead and switch gears and we talk about some interesting stories from the weekend. Let's do it. And by the way, we will be talking about your team. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh yes alright starting oh, off oh, well, we're going to but first, first we're going to start off with them Dallas Cowboys I don't want to talk about them either well we're going to okay let's do it alright executive vice president Stephen Jones son of owner Jerry Jones has stated that the teams will not be firing head coach Mike McCarthy the team is coming off a win over the Cincinnati Bengals in which they held the Bengals to 7 points and tallied 30 themselves could this win have gotten McCarthy a vote of confidence for management? I would say no. Losing Dak Prescott earlier this year did not help this team. The only significant change I see happening is on the defensive side, specifically with defensive coordinator Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan tried turning a 4-3 defense into a 3-4 defense and had failed miserably. I know they just held the Browns, I mean the Browns, the Bengals to seven points, but they just held the Bengals, who are without their starting rookie quarterback Joe Burrow, to seven points. I don't see Nolan lasting beyond this season. Cooper, your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys, who I'm dubbing no longer America's team. Will you get over that moniker? Goose Fraubau, bro. No. I feel the vibe from over here, man. Good. Like, wow, that's some anger, brother. 
I hope it penetrated. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I mean, it is hard to change up a defense when they've been running the 4-3 for so long. I, I like the 4-3 more than I like the 3-4 because I think the 3-4 is just, it's too spread out. Mm-hmm. And there's too many gaps. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's easy to find a gap. Too, yeah, it's just crazy, dude. I, I like the 4-3. I think it's meaner. I think it's it's more get to the quarterback. Get, you know... Because if you get to that quarterback, there ain't no way... It's a lot easier, too, to stop the run with a 4-3 than it is a 3-4-2. Yeah, that, too. Um, I... <sighs> Honestly, I understand Nolan's a 3-4 guy, but given that the fact that there was absolutely no offseason really to train your team into a 3-4, they shouldn't have stuck with a 3-4. See, when it worked out for the Rams, because they were so used to being a 4-3, even though we brought in Wade Phillips and we transitioned to a 3-4, we did struggle at times with it, but the thing is, we had a whole offseason. We had... Spring activities, we had training camp, we had preseason games to do it. We, we. Shut up. The Rams, the Rams, the Rams, the Rams, the Rams. The Rams had all that time to implement it, to actually practice it, and continue to do it. You didn't have that this year. So in their best interest for the Cowboys would have been to actually stick to a 4-3 this year, and then try to do a 3-4 next year. Um, if Hopefully if you have a more normal offseason. Yeah, I, man, I hope we can get to something normal. The sense of normalcy of some yes. guys. Yeah. Alright, man. So, here we go. We're going to talk about something else because we're tired of talking about the Cowboys. Let's do it. The decision to start Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz turned out to be the right decision for the Eagles as they managed to beat the New Orleans Saints 24-21. The Saints decided that it was best for Drew Brees to have another week of rest. I wouldn't be surprised if Brees is back next week, barring uh, barring any setbacks from his recovery. The Eagles have announced that they do plan on sticking with Hurts for now as the team is only a game and a half out of first place in that god-awful division. So we'll see what happens with it, man. I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. That division is just, it's shite. Yeah, so. it's quite awful. Yeah. And disturbing. But, the, like I said, this goes to show that, you know, mm-hmm. with the pandemic and everything going on, I mean, teams are just, they don't have time. Mm-hmm. It's not enough time. Yeah. And uh, I think the Breeze will probably be back more than likely because they are playing the Chiefs next week. Oh, yeah. So they'll want their quarterback. All right, next up, we're going to talk about the Washington football team. Washington quarterback Alex Smith left the ball game against the 49ers with apparent leg injury. However, Ron Rivera said that the team is still evaluating the extent of the injury, though said it appears to be just calf tightness. This injury did cause Smith to miss the entire second half of the game. Dwayne Haskins filled in and finished seven of twenty uh, seven of twelve for fifty one yards and a defense in a defensively dominated contest. As of now, it appears that Smith's status for next week is in limbo, but Haskins is prepared to step in to start if Smith is unable to go. And this leg injury, calf stiffness injury, is on the leg that he almost had amputated. So it's not good. We'll see what happens with it, but uh, you know. Hopefully it's just just some muscle stiffness, whatever. 
Because we all deal with that, and mm-hmm. especially if you've already if you already have had an injury to that leg, right? You're gonna have problems with it pretty much your whole life. So, absolutely. All right, man. For the second week in a row, the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense looked unimaginative and stale against the Buffalo Bills, and they stymied the Steelers twenty-six to fifteen. Despite getting James Conner and Mike Pouncey back two key components of their running game, the Steelers couldn't muster much of a ground game. Roethlisberger didn't fare well either as he had a pair of interceptions, one being returned for a touchdown. There's growing concern amongst experts that the team's lack of creative of, of the team's cre- lack of creativity as of late. Uh, the Steelers have been struggling of late, and unless something changes soon, they could find themselves out early in the playoffs. With the Dolphins' loss on Sunday, the Steelers are guaranteed a playoff spot, but it's not looking good for them for them having a high spot as now they've trailed Kansas City for number one spot in the only bye week. Yeah, just when I thought, hey, my team's going to, you know, roll, steamroll everybody. Uh, now it looks like we might be, a, you know. Got to pump the brakes there, buddy. Yeah, so. Uh, got um, kind of a soft remaining schedule, but. Because you do have the Bengals still. But the way the Browns are playing. I mean, luckily for you guys, the Browns lost against Baltimore. Otherwise, you'd be having but the Browns they, breathing down your neck. But they are playing, so, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, we'll I mean, see you, what happens. At least right now, you have a two-game lead over them right now with that loss to Baltimore yeah. for Cleveland. But that that's looking like it might come down to the wire. Especially if you guys can't get something uh, that resembles at least somewhat of an offensive game. All right, here we go. <clears throat> somewhat of a little bit of a Homer story here, but it's kind of bold, pretty much the whole thing here with the Rams and Seahawks. The NFC West race is really starting to heat up as both the Rams and Seahawks continue to duke it out for the top spot in the division. The Rams won on Thursday night football, beating the New England Patriots 24-3. The Seahawks steamrolled the New York Jets to the tune of 40-3. to Next week, the Rams have the Jets coming to Los Angeles, and the Seahawks travel east to the East Coast to take on the Washington football team. If both teams win, it will pit them against each other, each other the following week in Seattle for first place in the division. Both teams would be 10-4 and four heading into that game. The Rams did win the first contest between the two in Los Angeles early, earlier this year, 23-16. Cooper, your thoughts as the NFC West starts to look like it's becoming just a two-team race. I'm taking the Jets on the next game. <laughs> I will kidding. smack you. <laughs> I will <laughs> smack you senseless. Uh, I'm taking the Jets, baby. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, dude, it's quite the Duke out in the West. I mean, uh, quite the quite the uh, yeah. old West is one type thing going on. Yeah, uh, the only I would have said that Seattle would need to be worried about Washington if. Smith wasn't hurt, yeah. But now that Smith is hurt, their offense is kind of lacking, uh, and Seattle's too talented for them to win with a defensive stand against Seattle. Honestly, I mean, you basically would then have to just shut out Seattle Definitely. or hold them to three points because there's no way you're gonna win without your offense. Because Washington won this last week against the 49ers because they got two defensive touchdowns. They had a scoop and score and a pick six, yeah, and then a couple field goals. Obviously, that's how the score ended up being the way it was, but. You can't do that against Seattle. This is just not possible. You, Seattle's way better. The Niners are better than that. If they had a healthy team, they wouldn't have won that game the way that that way. If you know they had Garoppolo, Kittle, and all that with the Niners, oh, yeah. 
Um, but Seattle definitely, um, you're not going to hold Russ. I don't really see you holding Russell Wilson to three points or less. Or six or whatever it would take for you to actually make enough points yourself to beat Seattle. Yeah. I just don't see it happening. No, I don't see it happening either. Um, so this really will. Like you said, the only <clears throat> fighting chance they have is if Smith is in. Mm-hmm. But we will see what happens with that. Um, from the sounds of it, looks like they're going gingerly with this so we'll mm-hmm. see what happens so. yeah and so i really do believe the following week is going to be the week that determines the division as both teams should be 10 and 4 going into that game and uh pretty much almost deciding the division after that because it's basically i got a, an idea for you mm. how about how about uh you know since the jets sucks so bad you know the Rams just put in all their second stringers, so they're ready to go against go against freaking Seattle. <laughs> no, why not? Come on. My hope is that we do a Seattle job like they did to the Jets, and hopefully by the fourth quarter we just pull everybody. There you go, right? <laughs> hopefully we're up forty to three or, by the or, fourth or quarter. Or by the third quarter, then you're good to go. Yeah, and then we can just. Let's see what we got in John Wolford after we got 40 on him. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, because you definitely don't want to be the team that loses to the Jets. I can guarantee you that. Oh, hell no. You definitely don't want that. Uh, I mean, unless you're the Jaguars. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> then it helps you. Uh, because actually the Jaguars are holding out hope that if they don't win a game again, that the Jets will somehow muster up a win, somehow, because then they automatically got the tiebreaker because of the strength of schedule. It is so sad and to see that, especially when you and I, a couple years ago, got to go see the Rams versus the Jaguars. and The Jaguars had just came off a five-interception ball game of your quarterback. Yeah, and I got to uh, have that rubbed in my face because that's all they played during the highlights. Yeah. So. And I was but, nervous. I was a nervous wreck going into that game because I was like, they just did that to Roethlisberger. What are they going to do to Jared Goff? Right? I'm just like thinking. And it didn't What start- happened between now and then? I just. I, I don't. They shouldn't have got rid of Bortles. They got rid of Bortles. Well, they're getting a quarterback this year, whether it's going to be Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, so. Well, we'll see what happens, but. I don't know. We'll we'll discuss more they about had Nick that. Foles and, and he got hurt, and then he hurt again. No, he just or sucked he, so much they benched him again. Okay. So the Bills went back to Trubisky. <laughs> I mean Bears. Bears. Yeah. Bills. Bills. Wow. Wrong B team. Big man's a little tired, folks. He works all day. And it's been a long week. So there you go. I didn't have Saturday off, so. And we had a party, and then we had the podcast, so it was a rough one on Saturday. Yeah, man. It was a we, long we've day. been really busy, and uh, still got another, you know, busy next couple days to go, and uh, mm-hmm. these holidays, man, it's, it's, uh, I swear we're both going to be sleeping. We're going to be like bears sleeping for the rest of the, like, New Year's, we'll just sleep it off. Basically. Alright everybody, so make sure you tune in next Saturday as we prepare you for TLC.
tables, ladders, chairs. Oh, my. <laughs> yes, and don't forget, we're getting to go to uh, Jacksonville on Thursday. Jacksonville Little on Thursday. meet and greet, baby. Get to meet the charismatic enigma. The one, the only, Jeff Hardy. That's what's up. And uh, on, on this weekend's podcast, we'll... Uh, Probably do it on YouTube where we can share some photos and mm-hmm. all that. So if you uh, follow <clears throat> us on YouTube, you know, I know we haven't posted on there in a while, but we're going to be posting this weekend. So look yep. out. Yep. So we'll be doing a recap and also preview for TLC. We'll recap the re- week of wrestling. Preview TLC. Sunday, of course, uh, we will be bringing you. Uh, baseball and basketball talk as the uh, NBA season is getting ready to kick off in exactly one week. A week from tonight, we will. That's have crazy, dude. Basketball seems back. like it just seems like it was just called. Yep. Um, we have we had breaking news yesterday in Major League Baseball. We'll discuss that as well. That's gonna be a long one for me because you all know how I already feel about it. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're both not happy with this, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, and we'll tell you what's already been announced also about that um, come Sunday. Uh, Of course, we'll have a championship weekend to recap next week on Football Talk uh, as we talk about the ACC championship, SEC championship, Pac-12 championship, Big Ten championship. Uh, Big 12 championship, I believe they're still hosting theirs. Um, we'll just give. We got a lot of football. We're just gonna call it the championship <clears throat> weekend. How you doing? No, not quite, because we still got to talk about NFL, and that's not got any championships going on. So, well, still for NCAA. Yeah, I'm running the NCAA part. Yeah, it's gonna be championship weekend. Uh, let's see. Um, Soon we'll be getting ready to bring you our predictions for the battle well, next Sunday. We'll be giving you our predictions on what we think will happen in the NBA. Um, we'll see if we're right or if we're wrong. Uh, basically, what we're going to do with that, we'll give you division winners and who we think will be in the finals and the championship. That's about all we'll do. We won't do a whole seeding and all that goodness. Basically, we'll be... No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, basically, we already kind of know who we think is going yeah, to win, but yeah. <laughs> we'll tell it you. Is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> anyway, so, I think we've ran course on this episode. We definitely have. Yeah, absolutely, man. Alright, everybody, we appreciate you for tuning in. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports.